Hello and welcome to Celebrating Simple Life. I'm Kimberly and I've been planning parties and incredible events for the past 15 years. I'm passionate about connecting people, making gatherings purposeful, and making the most out of every moment. Join me as we learn together how to find joy, celebrate the simple things in life, use events to grow your business, entertain with purpose, and have a whole lot of fun along the way. Cheers to Celebrating Simple Life. Today on Celebrating Simple Life, the podcast, I'm chatting with Monique Wilms. With a background in education, she began her career teaching junior high in the public school system and now substitutes part-time but homeschools her own children. She has a wide range of interests and passions, but they all culminate in the desire to share and equip others. She offers homeschool speaking and workshops, photography and classes, preaching and conference speaking, homeschool consulting, design consulting, resource creation, and Instagram partnerships. She might just be one of the most creative people I have ever known. Monique and I actually go way back, like seriously way back to junior high. She is such an incredible woman on the inside and out. Her sense of humor, creativity, and the ways that she inspires and encourages others to live their best lives is absolutely inspiring. You are going to love our conversation today, so tune in. Hello, Monique. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. This is so fun. I feel like I can't, I cannot start this conversation without addressing the fact that you are one of my longest friends from the beginning of time, all the way back to junior high. (laughs) Yes, I have seen it all. And you have seen it all. You have. We could really do a very, very interesting episode, which is not the direction we're going to take this today, but maybe in the future we can uh, do a blast from the past and get all of the old gang to hop on with all of our shenanigans from the 90s. <laughs> they were they were the glory days for sure. Weren't they? Especially right now. Everything that's going on, I feel like, wow, how did we not realize that that was the absolute most wild carefree time of our life yes maybe we did it was so good <laughs> i mean celine dion air bands and air bands. The night. <laughs> right like all of it i just i could laugh for days thinking about it so maybe maybe we need to have that be uh something just to lighten things up these days maybe we should start like sharing all of our blasts from the past photos just to remember the times when life was really carefree <laughs> yeah that seems a good idea <laughs> So I would love, I'm so excited to have you um, on the show today because um, for my listeners that haven't been friends with you since junior high and know the ins and the outs of things going on in your life, I would love for you to just um, introduce yourself and tell us about you and what you do and sort of, yeah, what makes what makes you Monique and why are we chatting today? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> right. um. So many things. I get like I don't know if you follow the Enneagram at all, but I'm a seven, so yeah. I like to do all of the things all of the time, um, which makes introductions um, tricky sometimes. But um, right now, I am a former public school teacher uh, who still does a little bit of substitute teaching, but I full time homeschool my own children who are ten and twelve, and I also run a photography business on the side and I do a ton of public speaking either at homeschool conferences, workshops, um, things for the city. I do different like classes on like hand lettering and different things like that. And then I also preach in my home church every few weeks. 
I love it. I just I just had a blog post recently that I pegged you in and we were chatting about this because you are literally one of the most creative humans I know. <laughs> and I feel like I'm sure everything that you touch doesn't turn to gold because I'm sure not all of it gets posted for the world to see. But no, everything that I see you do, I'm like, oh, my goodness, how are you so not how are you? I know how you are because you also are willing to put in a lot of hard work and effort and time to learn things. So, but it's just amazing. You are just so creative and I love following. Um, obviously social media is a wonderful thing for staying in connection and in touch, especially because you live in the metropolis of Estevan. I sure not do. In my city of Saskatoon. So this is great. <laughs> yeah. Um, so with all of these hats that you wear, obviously, What's going on in the world right now, I'm sure, is definitely affecting you in lots of ways. However, your day-to-day routine in regards to having your kids at home is not new for you. This is your usual. So mm-hmm. while most of us are, um, what's the right, how, what's the nice way to put this? Scrambling, <laughs> feeling a little chaotic. Maybe like our worlds have come crashing around us because we are not used to having the kids home all day. Um, it was you were like one of the first persons I messaged out to be like, oh boy, here we go. Help <laughs> us now, Monique, because you are the expert and all of us are like little fish floundering in the sea right now. Um, so what what is your what is your um, like when you decided to homeschool your children? I guess how did you how did you come to that decision first and foremost? I mean, you're a teacher, so it seems yeah, like. Well, you know, even as a teacher, I definitely said, like, I will never homeschool. Um, said those words on multiple occasions. I love it. I love the I will never. That's my I will favorite. never. I will never wear skinny <laughs> jeans. I will. <laughs> all of them. I've done them all. Kim, I've done them all. So, um, but definitely didn't ever see myself homeschooling. Had really weird misconceptions of homeschooling. Um and then I, don't, I think my son was around three when we decided that we would homeschool. So it was actually like quite early that like before, yeah, like before it was even was a even thought. School. Okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> obviously being that I was a teacher, um, I started just thinking through a lot of those things. I felt overwhelmed a lot as a teacher because of class sizes. So, I mean, my first year teaching, I had 34 grade eights in a classroom and Sounds I couldn't like even nightmare. move. Right. (laughs) I couldn't move from the back of the classroom to the front. Like I would just be like, Hey everyone, turn over here because I can't like their (laughs) bodies are big, right? Like Yeah, these are not like small people anymore. These are like no adult size. Yeah. So and then on top of that you have so many different um social needs that you're trying to you're just trying to meet everybody's needs and I just felt like kids were constantly slipping through the cracks and not kids who, not just kids who struggled, but kids who excelled as well. Like I wasn't able to give them the time and attention that they needed to really flourish. And so I just kind of felt like I just went through my career, just having like one hand tied behind my back and feeling frustrated a lot of the time. And so when we started thinking about our own kids' education, I was like, okay, well, not ready to be away from them all day yet. And I really just don't want them in an overcrowded classroom right now. So why don't I do what I can to ease the load on the public system because I fully capable and want to teach my own children. So, and to give them that kind of different 
foundation, I guess. We kind of mm-hmm. said we would start and just see how it went, and then we just absolutely fell in love with it. And not that it doesn't have its challenges, but I think every educational choice has its challenges, but the, what we get out of this one is just so the perfect fit for our family. <clears throat> That's so. That is so great. I love that. Well, and I'll tag the links afterwards to um, your Instagram and blog, but the things that you guys do, I just, and I think maybe it's partially too, because I myself also feel like quite a creative person. Yeah. Um, and the career that I'm in is creative, and I do lots of stuff that's creative. So the idea of the idea of teaching my children doesn't feel like something that I couldn't do. But mm-hmm. I feel like when I see it, when I see people like yourself and other homeschool um, teaching friends that I have who are who are really good at documenting the things that they do and putting things out there and and having it really easy to understand as to the types of things that you're going through and just making it a part of your life versus it feeling like there's school and there's life and there's all these like walls between it. It just feels like it's kind of a flow into one or the other. And it just looks like such a cool way to be able to connect with your kids on such a different level, which is exactly what you described. It works for your family. And this is by no means saying here nor there because you and I both, are doing things differently with our kids' education. Mm-hmm. So there's no right or wrong way. But, yeah, I, I love that that was a thought that went through your mind, especially as a teacher, because I feel like this might be stereotypical, but I feel like a lot of teachers probably wouldn't necessarily feel that way because they're a teacher. And the idea is to mm-hmm. in the public school system generally, I guess, when you um, get out of being a teacher. Yeah, uh, Exactly. So, okay, so what I really would love to hear your thoughts on um, in this, just, I feel like there, because there is so much talk right now about about COVID and about all of this uncertainty and things that are going on, not that it doesn't have its place and time to um, be spoken of and everybody has their own issues and, and stories and circumstances that are very different from everybody else's and we all have our own ways that we're processing of things right now. But what would, what would you say right now has sort of been some of the things that you've experienced um, with mindset and taking care of, of your mental health right now and things that you would maybe recommend to parents such as myself and to other listeners who have been thrown into having their kids home full time when that wasn't something that they made the choice <laughs> like exactly. you did to do. And it was sort of drop of a hat, like, here you go. This is what's happening. Um, yeah. So what what would be some techniques and things that you um, have fit into your days prior to all of this? Because obviously you're at home with your kids all day, so you're always making this a bit of a mm-hmm. part of your day as well as what's happening right now. Yeah, well, I've definitely learned, and yeah, well before this, that I am only as healthy as I am mentally healthy. And when you're, I feel like we're pretty similar personalities that we're just, we're like a racehorse personality where we're just doing all the things all of the time and we can handle a lot typically, but mm-hmm. um, there have definitely been seasons where I've just not been a healthy racehorse. <laughs> I've just been taking on too much and not being able to manage that and like deal with the amount of stress that we're under. And so definitely have found some things. Mindset is huge. Um, you know, right now, I think a lot of it for me is surrender. Um, mm-hmm. I like to control things. And I think that's even a part of why I homeschool. Like, I <laughs> didn't want to have somebody else <laughs> That's a lot of answer. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Only because I can relate so well yep. to the control. <sighs> yeah. So, 
definitely a lot of times in the day I am like reminding myself, okay, I surrender. This is not all under my control. And I have to evaluate, okay, what is on my plate to do? Okay. And once we, I think when we practically look at what's actually on our plate, um, sometimes we put a lot more things on our plate that we actually have no control over. And we think that worrying about them is actually action. And it's not. Um, and so when I look at what's on my plate and I do that, then I feel productive and I can just be like, okay, well, I, I'm actually doing all that I can right now. So I just have to live my life and do the day to day. Um, for me, nature is so huge. I've spent a ton of time in the last half a year to a year researching everything about how nature affects us physically and mentally and emotionally and spiritually. And I could write books on it, but I will suffice to say that I really do believe that nature is a very simple solution to a lot of what we are actually struggling with as a society on a day-to-day basis. Mm. So for me, I do make sure that we get out in nature every single day, whether we feel like it or not, whether it's minus 40, we just do it. And so we've really embraced that this winter. This, there's no such thing as bad weather. <laughs> we we we're going full Swedish and we're just getting the right gear and getting outside and being active and it has made well it's probably one of the things that has made the most difference in my mental health for sure mm-hmm. and especially during this time we have been going out we head out of town we go for hikes we get outside we play in the woods we play with sticks we make forts and all of that has been so helpful um I think alone time is still like, it feels very ironic to say (laughs) alone time during self-isolation. But um, I think that sometimes when we're used to kind of like spreading out as a family Mm -hmm. and that's kind of how we get like our, our own time that when we actually have to do it within like the four walls of our house or like a yard, or if you have young children and you can't just like leave them while you go on a walk. Right. Um, (laughs) That's what I do. Um, is that you actually have to be really intentional about like, oh, well, we need these um, times where we can just all kind of chill and get some personal space. So I know if, as when my kids were young, it was definitely quiet time. I always encourage people to like give themselves like a week, though, to teach their kids how to do quiet time rather than be like, okay, you're going to go sit in your room for half an hour by yourself. Good luck. Like they're just right. going <laughs> to drive you crazy. <laughs> so um, teaching them what they can do and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, if so you what, have... What would you say on that? I'm just going to back this up here to the quiet time because I feel mm-hmm. like, I mean, again, this the stage that I'm at with my kids as well, they stay home by themselves and do things and that isn't our thing. And I've actually been thinking a lot about that with families with younger kids right now. I'm like, wow, everybody's in their own place with this. And for people that do have young children where they can't go for a walk or go do, I mean, right now... I am not leaving to really go do much anyways besides a walk because of this isolation. But on normal days, can't I would definitely be going and doing lots of different things in daytime and evenings that don't involve me wondering if my kids are okay. They just are yeah. there, they're the way they are and doing their own thing, you know. But um, how would you, what would be some, I guess, tangible tips and ways that you would suggest even for people that are our children's age, who like my kids who aren't used to be being at home all day, mm-hmm. 
every day because they're used to being at school, which they're great with routines at school, but it definitely mm-hmm. is taking some work here at home to figure out how all of us can live harmoniously in a routine right now because this is very new for all of us to be home together all of the time, um, like most people. So what would be some ways that you would suggest starting that teaching process, I guess at any age, and obviously you tailor this to the age of your child based on what's appropriate for their age group, but even for kids our age who are like, what do you mean? Like quiet time. I I think I mentioned this actually on a different um, podcast episode before where I used the story of Lucia, my nine-year-old, always for years has used the term, I want to go relax. And I know that that means she wants to watch TV. And I keep on saying to her, I'm like, you realize, like, you can just say, I want to go watch TV. If you right. want to go watch TV, like, I just want to make sure we're clear here that you recognize that relaxing doesn't mean TV. Like, you realize right. that relaxing is its whole other big, huge word that involves billions of things. And that yeah. TV means just TV. That's its beginning and end. Um, definition. And so we talk about this on a regular basis because she'll still say it sometimes and she is more than aware that that's not what it is, but it's just this thing ingrained with her with like, oh, I feel like I want to go to relax. And it's really been a struggle, especially now to be like, okay, let's think of all of the things that you like to do. And hey, guess what? You can do any of them at any time of day. (laughs) You don't just need to think that relaxing means watching TV. Um, So what would you, what would be your thoughts on that for, for re helping a parent retrain or train a child to understand and respect the boundaries of relaxation and alone time being a positive thing versus sometimes it can get a negative connotation to it for kids that are extroverts such as right. mine. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. That's a great question. Um, I think that definitely with younger children, you want to start by um, starting with like way smaller timing increments. So it might be, you know, 10 minutes to start. And usually what I did was we would choose a pile of books that would go with the child, they could pick a few of their favorite toys. And then if you trust them, um, maybe some crayons and some papers, you trust them <laughs> not to draw on your wall. Because as you know, silence is a very scary sound sometimes. Um, my children turned my kitchen into a skating rink with butter one time when I thought they were quietly oh, playing. Word. I love it. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> I cried. Um, <laughs> yep, I would too. I laughed because yeah. I would have also cried. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so we talk about like, what are the ways we can spend time just enjoying like playing with our toys or just playing quietly? We just say that we're not going to like be jumping off of things and we're not going to be making it loud for other people in the house and we're not going to constantly call mom and dad and do things like that. And so we kind of work through that now that my kids are older. Um, they they take the same sorts of things. They take books with them, even if it's just like a picture book they want to look through or if they're reading a novel, they take books. My daughter, she's one that we've never had to really teach anything. Like you, she has no currency. You cannot give her a consequence because she doesn't <laughs> care about anything. She will just entertain herself. So like you would just take away all of her toys and make her sit in a corner and she would just sit there and all of a sudden all of her fingers were people 
Right. And time of her life. Just, yeah. <laughs> she's like, you can't hurt me. <laughs> Not that we were trying to, but you're like, you're like, something's got to get you here. No, <laughs> she will just entertain herself for hours. So, um, but my son has, he likes to be, he wants to move on to the next thing always, like right away. So for him, he needed to have several options. So if he's tired of reading in 15 minutes, well, then he needs to have some toys there to play with. Things like Lego and that kind of stuff are great to have in a quiet time because they just involve a bit of concentration and they can do so many things with that. I would definitely always stay away from toys that are that do all the work for your child. Um, right. You know, you want them to be something that's going to like initiate some creative play. Maybe you have a little blanket fort and they're happy to spend half an hour in there, you know. You can kind of make it interesting that way. I love that. So do you still, do you on a regular basis, including right now while we kind of have limited other places to go besides our homes and nature, (laughs) um, (laughs) do you still have um, regular quiet time in your day? I would say it's not scheduled in our day, but it does happen just naturally. So I think because we've been doing this for so long, I mean, we're in our seventh year of home education that we just have very natural rhythms that have evolved and they like, they just know when they need their own time. And I have learned, I think that's a really key factor. I think when you have your kids at home with you all the time is, is that disciplining yourself to step back and just observe for a couple minutes before you interject yourself into what they're doing. And I wish I had known that seven years ago and that I hadn't <laughs> been learning it through this time because it's actually, it's been a game changer for me. So, you know, like if I'm like in my mind, I'm tasked. And so I'm like, okay, we have math to get done. So I would just like barge in and be like, okay, hey, math time in five minutes, blah, 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 blah. And now I'm, you know, in the last few years learning, okay, look, what are they doing? Oh, well right now they're like playing together really well and they're engaged in like a really creative game. I'm not going to mess that up. And so I just hang back and I just let it play out. And then if I can start to like notice, you know, when they're getting a little restless and they're getting a little nitpicky with each other, then I'm like, oh, guys, math in five minutes. And <laughs> they just totally, oh, they're ready for the break, you know? So, yeah. Um, so what you're saying when, is we should be giving ourselves a little bit of grace here that we have been doing this for seven days, not seven years. Oh, my gosh. So, <laughs> so much grace. Grace <laughs> upon grace. Like... And and this is not like, this is not even homeschooling for us either. Like this is quarantine schooling. This is completely yeah. different. <laughs> like, <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. Totally. No, so I I agree. That I love I love what you're saying because I feel like that's the biggest thing. And I think for some reason as women, I feel like we do this to ourselves in lots of different areas of our life. And now for those of us who have sort of for for most of us who are now diving deep into this and for all of us who are in a very new place and stage, whether you homeschool or don't homeschool, this is still very different, like you said, with not really being able to add a lot of the regular activities and things that you would normally be doing to break up a day and the four walls of a house (laughs) um, are differently. But what would be, you've given so many amazing suggestions already, but what would be just an example, I guess, in order just to give um, listeners who are maybe just feeling a little bit confused as to how to even um, get started on some formation of a bit of a routine, even if it is very, very loose. And I, I mean, I 
you know me, I 1000% type aid the whole entire situation <laughs> and have yeah. full color coded Excel documents for of both of the children to like go on, which my husband who is not type A, but very technical and good at coming up with systems. Mm-hmm. Um, he helped build this like thing for not build, but it like he spent a bit of time just like putting it together and having there be lots of different options for them to do just because our kids aren't used to this isn't something they're used to is being the the decision makers of what mm-hmm. they get to do next, which kind of excites me about this time a little bit because I like that they're actually getting a chance to learn what they want their day to look like and that they're actually allowed to trust their own instincts as to like mm-hmm. what they feel should happen, which really doesn't happen in a public school setting for a million reasons that are all very yeah. understandable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been kind of cool to see there. So we have like some structured, not structured things, but things that would be more like the math and like different things that their teachers have given as suggestions of things that they could do where they yeah. may or may not be things that they would necessarily be building into their perfect day if they were building it themselves. Uh, right. But also lots of blank spaces for them to just, and giving them some lists of things just so that they can be triggered to think oh yeah that would be fun to do that versus just sort of thinking blankly of okay I'm thinking about Netflix I'm thinking about they're they're kind of having their minds I think the things that they would normally be doing like after school to unwind after a day of school is what I think they're still in the mindset of a little bit versus hey this is like my day all the things we'd be doing at school and they're kind of just excited for this new routine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what would be some things or some suggestions, I guess, just to very loosely help um, people get into some type of routine or ways that that they can kind of build this and how they can kind of better listen to what their kids and and families need versus what feels like should be just like a rigid routine and everybody should copy the same thing. Right. No, it's, I really like that because what I find right now, I mean, we have that, um, the Facebook group I started like suddenly homeschooling that has, yes. you know, like 1600 people or something in it. And uh, it's such a great community space, but there's also, it's also overwhelming. Like it's overwhelming even for me as a homeschooler right now with how many things are being offered. Like, Usually we have to like fight for these things tooth and nail to like get access to things for our children. And now everyone's like, here, every author is doing a read aloud every single day and every fitness person is doing work yes, and, and art classes and drawing yeah. and painting. And yeah, totally. I feel like a kid who just has too many toys and so you just walk away from the mall. I'm like, I don't know, even know where to start with it. It's like, so. fine, I just want a blank piece of paper and nothing. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> So I I just think there's a lot of noise right now. I think there's a lot of people trying to help and it's awesome. But I also think that it's a bit overwhelming to weed through. And I think that for people, like like you said, you know who you are. You're type A, you want a schedule and it works well for you. And I think that's one of the big things that parents sometimes forget is to factor themselves into this equation is that home education isn't just about your kids. It's very much a family lifestyle. And so it has to work for all family members. So um, if that it has to work for you too. And so I think if parents understand, oh, I really like a schedule or a schedule makes me super itchy, 
and I'm going to break out into hives if I right. look at this color-coded thing. <laughs> and I think that's important because yeah, I'm the person 100%. that's going to break out into hives. Like if yeah. I see a schedule or people ask me, like, what curriculum do you use? And I'm like, curriculums make me itchy. I don't <laughs> want to follow a curriculum. I want to make my own up as we go every 15 minutes. No. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> There is so much uncertainty in the world right now, and while gathering and coming together needs to take extra precautions, and in a lot of cases, a temporary hiatus right now, this doesn't mean that we still can't connect in unique ways to keep our relationships and connections strong. If you are on the lookout for a creative way to cheer up a friend, show your significant other, bestie, co-workers, and special people in your life that you care, I've curated adorable, delicious, and unique candy grazing boxes for you to ship out. A beautiful, delectable candy grazing box can be shipped right to your door or as a surprise to a friend's door on your behalf. Free delivery in Saskatoon and shipping available across Canada. And because we could all use a little more joy right now, you can get an exclusive code to receive 15% off by typing CELEBRATE15 at checkout. You can click right from your home at CelebratingSimpleLife.com and use the code CELEBRATE15 because today is a great day to celebrate. Um, you know, I think that's important to figure out kind of what works for you, kind of take a look at what works for your children, and then to start to just build in. I like rhythms as opposed to maybe a rigid structure. So for us, you know, we start every morning with a read aloud, and that's a way for us to ease into our day. We use audiobooks right now because I like to keep my hands busy too. I always want my kids' hands to be busy when we're listening to reading because then they pay attention for far longer and they're far more engaged if their hands are busy. So that means drawing or Play-Doh or making grilled cheese or whatever it may be. Um, So we listen to that. We do math at some point every day, and I kind of leave it up to them when they want to do their math. Um, We do other things like, you know, copy work or certain things. We just kind of work them into our day, and then we pile in the rest of our learning around that, um, including our outdoor time and stuff like that. So... I think that kind of figuring out what are some of the things that maybe you think, okay, are we going to read to ourselves every day? Like, are my kids going to go somewhere and read for 15 minutes a day? Great. That's, that becomes part of your rhythm. Um, another really great way to kind of see what your kids are interested in is uh, something that we call strewing. And so what it is, is it's basically like an invitation to learn. I don't know if you've noticed this about kids, but if you're like, call them all to the table and like say, guys, we're going to have so much fun doing X, Y, Z. They're all going to roll their eyes (laughs) and they're going to determine not to have any fun. And (laughs) that's just what they're going to do. If you, however, were to go and just to be look relaxed and interested in something that you are like a child magnet and they're going to flock to you. <laughs> like going when you like try to doing. sneak opening a snack out of the cupboard and suddenly exactly. everyone's starving. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So we kind of take that concept with like either I might just like have all the paints out and I just might start painting. And they're like, what are you doing? Can I? Can I paint? Sure. If you want, I guess. Like, you know, if you so must. kind of like yeah. use our disinterest in our favor. <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, yeah, you know, we we got to be tricky with these children. Like, like psychology at, at its finest. Absolutely. 
Another way to do that is just all of a sudden, you know, like you have books in your shelf, but they don't get picked up. So I'll just clear my coffee table and I'll just throw out a bunch of books. Never fails. They will all of a sudden sit down and just start looking through these books that they haven't looked through. Or I might, you know, throw I one time threw like a bunch of cut up Christmas lights and some batteries on the table. And I'm like, see if that, and I just left a note, like, see if you can light up the bulb. And they just had to figure out if they could complete a circuit and they didn't know anything about circuits at that point. And so those are some fun ways to kind of like get interested and just you kind of strew a few things around the house and see what they gravitate towards. That's brilliant. That would have never crossed my mind, me and my type A scheduled mind. I love that. <laughs> and it's not my idea. I, I forget who like coined it, but it's very popular in the homeschool world. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. So what I what I feel like I'm hearing you say, and I feel like I love that you address that there's just so much noise going on because I think that can feel, I think that happens on a regular basis in every single aspect of our life, which I think is going to be one of the most amazing gifts to have come out of all of this once it's over. Well, not once it's over, currently right now and hopefully continuing on once this is over and we're in a new place of life again um, yeah. is just that, the noise is deafening to to feeling like you can actually think and hear and make decisions of things that are best for yourself and your family and not always needing to be so worried about what the status quo is or what everybody else is doing because I feel like that's happening times a million right now just from a yeah. schooling perspective specifically just because that's sort of one of the sort of the biggest top of mind things that has sort of yeah. been a 180 for most families is just that they're not used to having their kids um, home all of the time um, and being taught by somebody else. But yeah, I just feel like it's giving everybody such different perspectives of, first of all, like gratitude towards public school teachers, first and foremost is what comes mm -hmm. to mind, um, just in what they manage all day long while while all of us do our own jobs and our own thing, but our kids come home and you kind of hear snippets about their day, but not really fully engaged into all of the stuff that's really going on. And, and I'm, I'm really great, grateful for that right now. And I feel like being able to have them home and just develop this, this new routine is just, I don't know, it's making me feel like I'm tuning out a lot of different noises too and trusting myself mm. more to the fact that, I am I am capable of doing this and it doesn't have to be anywhere close to perfect. It just has to be what's working for us today. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. I feel like a mind so this again, I guess, comes back to which is gonna just keep coming up over and over in this conversation because <laughs> I feel like it's happening in so many conversations right now. It's just this idea of mindset and I feel like that term sometimes even just feels really overused, but yet I think sometimes that that's still a bit of a like confusing term because I don't think we I think sometimes when we are feeling blah or not great or whatever the case may be we aren't always sure why we haven't mm -hmm. really been able to identify like what has or hasn't happened in our day or in our routine or maybe we didn't get that outside time and our body is like complaining about it but we aren't sure why we're feeling grumpy or, you know, like different <laughs> things like that. Like we haven't really put two and two together or you ate a big giant piece of cake and you aren't sure why you're feeling sluggish later, you know, yeah. like just all of these things, which nothing's wrong with any of those things, but just being able to be aware as to how the little bits and pieces of your day kind of all add up to making you feel um, your best self. So mm -hmm. what would you say you've already, again, addressed 
so many great things for, for mindset and how to just give ourselves grace. But what would you say would be some of the ways that you, um, that you practically bring this into your day right now and always, and I guess especially right now, seeing what's going on in the world, seeing everything as a blessing versus feeling like this is something catastrophic that's happening to us um, versus, I guess, just kind of seeing all of the little tiny gifts that could come of this if we choose to see them. Right. Yeah, I think, you know, I've definitely learned through the years, as I know you have as well, that, Mm -hmm. you know, the most of our growth comes through trials. And I wish that wasn't the way life worked. Um, I feel like we are collectively, and it's very an interesting time because it's very rare that we're all in something together. Totally, totally. (laughs) Um, It's usually, you know, we have our own trials and struggles, but to feel like everybody's in it together is very unique. Um, but we're, we're all in this class right now that none of us signed up for. Um, we wouldn't <laughs> take it again. Zero stars. Do not recommend. Totally. <laughs> negative, negative. Yeah. Like you know, throw it on Yelp. This is not a good situation, but <laughs> <laughs> our only choice and back to that surrender is like, well, it just actually is what it is. And so it's really learning to be present in the moment. I think that more than I've ever had to before, no matter what I've gone through, I've been faced more with having to like, okay, I will not live in the what if. I will live in the what is. We are all currently healthy. We are at home. And we are doing everything we can right now to stay that way and to protect those that need us to protect them and so Mm -hmm. we are choosing to we didn't sign up for this class but i don't want to waste it and so our only choice really is to be miserable through it or to make the best of it and i think that we have never seen in our time um a reset like this on schedules like i think that um the family life and schedules have gotten way out of control I think that people don't realize how much stress and anxiety they have in their life because their schedule just allows nothing for them to, there's just no margins. And when you use up your margins, you don't have anything for when there's like an actual trial that you have to face. And so I think that with this reset and with these resetting of schedules and this time with family, I think that it's just human nature that we take the path of least resistance right and right now a lot of our pathways are shut down we have yeah. to actually like deal with some stuff so sometimes that's sibling relationships right it's easy for our kids not to have the greatest relationships if they don't have to spend a lot of time around each other and when we're all running in a lot of different directions that's really easy to kind of like not have time to keep up on this is a great time for kids to have to learn to work with their sibling and to enjoy them as a friend and a playmate. And so, you know, I would encourage parents to do whatever they can to facilitate those relationships with their kids right now um, between each other. Also, obviously within the family that this is, this is really unique that we get to spend time uh, with our kids and to learn about them and to discover how they learn and what frustrates them and to think outside the box with education because nobody is expecting anything from anybody right now right? Like no school division is expecting 
parents to like teach their kids. They're just not. I mean, even I've slacked off a little more because nobody's going to expect anything from me now either. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's it's a great time to rethink education, to see what sparks interest in your kids, to follow rabbit trails, to be like, oh, like you're reading a book about, you know, a beaver and the kid is like, oh, like, why does a beaver have a flat tail? You have time to chase that answer down and to see where it leads. So I think that's like such a gift. And I think that a lot of priorities are going to change after this that, you know, we might not be rushing back to the same normal that we left. Yeah, and that's what I'm really hoping. That's what I'm really hoping for. I've I've said to a, a few people recently that there's just so many things about what's going on right now that have reminded me of some of the feelings that I had when Cassidy was first diagnosed with cystic fibrosis mm. seven years yeah. ago. It just, except it wasn't the whole world. It was just me and and I. We weren't the only people on earth that have ever gone through this experience. However, in that moment. It was our experience, and that yeah. was what was going on, and nobody else that we knew of was going through that. So it felt very, it felt very isolating a little bit, just because we felt absolutely surrounded with support. Don't get me wrong; it was the most unbelievable experience of my mm-hmm. life, but also it was just the loneliest experience too, because it was just so scary and terrifying, and you didn't know what any day was going to bring. And it's just been so interesting because there's there's a part of me that just has never felt calmer right now mm. than than I have for years because I feel like I'm recognizing about myself that I think I'm stronger than I think I am and yeah. that and that I have actually worked through a lot of things for my own being and mental health not that I'm never stressed I'm stressed a lot and lots of things to be stressed about just like lots of other people um mm-hmm. but that I that I'm really adaptable to change yeah. and have made a lot of changes and a lot of big changes in our life in a very quick period of time that some people never make in their lifetime. So yes. things that are coming up right now, it just sort of felt like, okay, falling into a new rhythm. Like everything just sort of felt like easy in regards to that because we've just yeah. been so used to making so many big changes and Again, not to negate the fact that there are really, really difficult, catastrophic things going on for many different people and families and countries and and things that are going on. But for us in this moment right now, it feels like, well, I've already been through something that has rocked my world far more than what's currently going on. And so for now, it's just it's comforting knowing that everybody is going through this one together somehow, Yeah, <laughs> you know? No, and, and that's such a good point. Like, I think, like, I've, uh, Bill Johnson talks about this analogy of when he's, like, you know, like, pushing up against this rock that won't move, and he's pushing for so long and it doesn't move, but then when another rock that's smaller comes along, it just, like, skyrockets out of the way, and that reminds me of your situation because you've had to push against this massive rock for so long that you're seeing a lot of the fruit of that in your life, being able to handle these other types of situations because of what you've already put in the work for. Yeah. And I, and I hope that, I hope that because we, because we didn't choose this and because we have no control over this, I really am, am hoping that so many others are going to get to experience that gift, even though I wouldn't ever wish upon a lightning bolt moment like 
what I've been through and what many people have been through and now what our whole world is going through in regards yeah. to this whole situation in many different ways. You don't wish those things upon anybody or anything or hope that somebody has something hard happen to them to learn a lesson. That's never, that's not how it works. No, but, no. Yeah. But that is, that is what happens. And I think a lot of people don't actually realize what really, really hard situations look like until they're in it. And now I think it's easy to sort of complain and like, oh, this sucks or this sucks or this sucks. But you know what? These are all just like any other day, except the weird part is, is that it's all happening to everybody at the same time right now. But <laughs> every other day, there's really hard things that go on in every yeah. single person's life in some way, shape or form, in some story. Everybody has a story of something that's gone on in their life from and everybody has a different level of what feels like a catastrophe to them. So yeah. some people have a, a lower threshold of what they feel is a catastrophe, and that's fine. And some people have a higher threshold of what they feel is a catastrophe. And so I think for us just to be able to see these gifts, like you said, of getting to spend more time with our kids and actually being aware. And I find it funny. I don't know about you, um, but I have been finding during this time that there's, I mean, I always work from home, so this is not new for me either to be right. at home during the daytime. Just usually my home is very quiet. <laughs> <laughs> More of a home alone type of scenario than anything else. But um, yeah, I'm used to being at home. So this my routine feels very similar right now, except that there's three other humans in my house all the time. And so <laughs> Um, I've been, oh, now I'm derailing my thoughts here, but I, I've been thinking about like, just, I guess the tasks and the things during the day where when I'm working at home and trying to actually get my job done from home mm -hmm. and all of the other things about being at home, because I've worked from home for about five, six years now. So this is my normal, um, but the laundry and just like house stuff and things that are, that are going on and making meals. I'm always feeling like for some reason, even though those are zero deals, like it shouldn't even be a big deal, but cooking for some reason, always I get to the end of the day and once the kids get home, I'm like, oh, right. Oh, boy. Now what are we going to eat? And that has so not been the case for the last week or two around here because time, time, we've got nothing but time. So there doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's such a like commodity, you know, where mm -hmm. I think, I think what I tell myself in those times are, I have so many more important things to do than cook mm -hmm. dinner. I could be doing this, 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 this. I could work for an extra hour. I could be doing this and this. And I tell myself those things, but right now I'm like, well, yep, definitely have the time. And it doesn't feel like a chore. I'm like enjoying cooking enjoying mm, doing awesome. stuff and it's like an interesting mind shift of something that is basic that everybody does but just seeing the time and seeing the value of it being different has changed my perspective for sure on things that up until a couple of weeks ago felt like a chore <laughs> right I know I think it's such a gift and I think that it's there's going to be a big effect of just people reevaluating their time spendage like I think it'll feel like if people try to go back into like what their normal was, I think it'll be like an incredible shock to the system. I don't know that I think after so that reset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's super interesting. So, and I think too, that even from a, like we've been talking a lot about school and the kids and like that type of thing, but when you're looking at your whole life as a whole, like even just from like a budget perspective and what's actually needed in life mm. and what isn't needed and 
realizing when everything gets taken away from you and everything is like we're we're definitely trying to support local on the things that we need to buy right now but my my career is entirely about gathering people together as an entrepreneur right. so job canceled for right now no. <laughs> <laughs> um, besides clients that I do things digitally for and that kind of thing but um, yeah, you know, so we're trying to make sure that we're watching our spending and that things are are staying at bay at this time while we feel like we're kind of like not having the same level of income that we did prior when people were still allowed to gather together and have events and do stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, you know, we're like looking through our budget and doing things too. And it's just amazing, which we do this on a regular basis just because seven years ago we made some really big decisions in our life because of Cassidy's yeah. health. And that's just sort of been an ongoing thing for us. So it's interesting now we're kind of like, oh man, we kind of haven't done that for a little while again. And it's even like sort of reminding us of things that we're pretty comfortable with, but it's kind of a refresher to to us as well. And just to look at your budget and maybe we don't need this. Maybe maybe this is something that is frivolous that seemed like it was a necessity before, but now it's easier to just be like slash, slash, slash. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like we're, yeah, in a very similar boat. Like we live, you know, pretty minimalistically. Min- well, that's not a word, minimally. <laughs> Minimalistically, uh, I like. That. I don't know. You can make it a word. In obviously choosing to like have one primary income in our family, but I substitute teach and I'm a photographer, so yeah, both those jobs canceled. <laughs> well, <laughs> totally. Oh, nobody's paying me to homeschool my children, unfortunately. But no, um. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? You could like stand in the middle of your street and have them all stand at their windows. Yeah. And look outside <laughs> while you have a digital system that imports your voice into their home. Exactly. <laughs> I have had offers. They have people like, what do we pay to follow your curriculum? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I am so flattered. And that is so kind. But I don't even plan for my own business. So. <laughs> Couldn't even tell you what it is. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, you literally have to just, like, have a camera in my house to be like, oh, we're going to do this now. I love um, that. So you always have amazingly cool and creative things on the go, but just in the last few days in particular, what would be a few highlights of things um, off the cuff of stuff that you guys have been doing either in nature or at home or wherever that would just be something to get the creative ideas um, flowing in my listeners? Yeah. Um, One thing I've been trying to be mindful of is that my kids, don't have phones and they don't have access to their friends like I do with mine and so that's been one thing that as much as I didn't initially want to do like something like messenger kids uh, we have done that and it's been really great for my kids and they've been so excited my daughter like her and her friend drew for three hours today like her friend was teaching her how to draw faces over (laughs) messenger oh I love it and it was so sweet and they were just they've they tell me every day, Mom, thank you so much for Messenger Kids because I just really oh. like to be able to see my friends because normally they're with their friends all the time anyways and we just haven't ever needed it, right? So, right. But, you know, after about a week of, like, not seeing anybody, um, it was much needed. So we have hosted Poetry Tea Time, which is another kind of, like, homeschooly Cute. thing where we set the table fancy and we have tea and we have goodies and we read poetry. We pick poems to read to each other. Um, we did one virtually with our friends, so we invited some of our public school friends to join us for their first poetry tea time, and uh, we did like a rhyming family, kind of like a family feud, but with rhyming, um, 
and then we wrote a collective poem together. Um, we've done like charades and stuff over that. So we've done some virtual gaming kind of thing. Battleship, I think, is going to be next because that's easy to play um, against each other that way with just like right. graph paper. Yeah. Um, another thing for us has been exploring like our area um, in terms of like hiking some different areas that we haven't really gone further into. And so just making sure it's like, you know, public land and that kind of stuff. But it's really kind of refreshing when you're in a situation where it feels like everything's been taken away from you to still have new experiences and that are good and not bad. Yes, I agree. That's such a good perspective. Yeah. So it's been super helpful to like, just be like, oh my gosh, we have lived in Esteban for 17 years and we have never walked these hills and look at all the cool things we found. So, you know, just take a drive and start walking or, you know, that kind of stuff. Explore some areas that you haven't done before. Um, we love doing lots of different art projects and stuff like that. So, uh, like I said, with the strewing and different things, you can definitely set things out and allow your kids to kind of see what they're going to do. Um, blanket forts. The kids have a big blanket fort in the basement right now and they're loving that. I love it. That's a great idea. I haven't, my kids haven't done that yet. I'm surprised. Maybe I need to just toss some blankets around. <laughs> yeah, true. Strew them. I kind of like on it. Strew them. I off the cuff made a comment the one day. One thing we actually did, and I mean, we typically try to keep a lot of like, minimal toys but we've gotten a little bit out of of hand I think with the last two Christmases and I'm totally going to blame it on the grandparents Um, (laughs) (laughs) but we went through one Saturday morning and we just literally took out five garbage bags full of their toys and just put them in the playhouse and so there's just no toys in the basement right now and they are loving it like they just feel like it's a completely fresh space and they're having a blast and they're doing all this cool stuff down there so they're really loving that I love um, that. That's so smart. Yeah, it's been uh, Simplicity Parenting is a really great book. If anyone's looking for a like justification for this lifestyle that we all now live, <laughs> that you've all just been thrown into. Yeah, lots of great. This one has a label to it that makes people feel better. Totally. It'll make you feel really good about all your parenting choices that you didn't have. <laughs> I'll link it. In, I'll link it in the show notes so that everybody can look it up and order it yeah. and have some reading material. It's really good. Um, think you can do things like um, I could have a fancy dinner, like you know, place a little invite. You you would be perfect for this. Well, invite everybody, like dress up in your fanciest clothes and have a candlelight dinner. Um, that kind of stuff. Have a fire in the backyard. Have a little adventure. Um, yeah, there's just so many things. I think that when you just kind of like just turn something really ordinary into something fun, like. A friend of ours, uh, it was her 40th birthday yesterday, and obviously she couldn't have a party. And so we kind of organized a little birthday parade. And so we, like, decorated our vehicles, and we, like, drove by her house and honked. (laughs) Oh, my word. (laughs) That is the best thing I've heard. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, fully social distancing. We were all in our own vehicles. And then (laughs) I love that. Well, and yeah. I love that you reference this because this is honestly the motto that I run my entire business by is just having new experiences and mm-hmm. making things an experience that can, it doesn't have to be anything. I think people think of an experience with 
a lot of bells and whistles around it versus the fact that you can make anything feel like it has bells and whistles on it if you all come in it with the attitude and energy that you want to have fun and you want to enjoy it. And that is often half the battle of just how you sort of arrive to an experience. And I think if you're all in it, I love your idea of having like a fancy dinner. And we did sushi making the other night for dinner, which was fun. And everybody could just do their own. And we've also rearranged our, we have a four level split for our house. So really, really great time to have an open concept home with Mm -hmm. no walls that have any space from anybody else. But (laughs) anyways, it seemed like a good idea when we bought it. Uh, No, we love our house. But anyways, not a lot of rooms besides bedrooms with doors that close. Everything else is just very open. So a little bit challenging when you're all trying to kind of do separate things throughout the day for parts of the day. Um, But anyways, we turned our level that's kind of our family room level and moved our furniture around, switched it all around. And it's a pretty long, narrow-ish kind of Space, just the way that yeah. it's laid out and Lucia has now put all of her gymnastics mats and <laughs> um, my yoga mat and all of the mats that she can muster up to find <laughs> and turn it into one big long running room where she can do all of her gymnastics tricks and That's she's still awesome. I mean she's pretty tall but small enough still as a kid that she can flip and tumble and do all of the stuff in there without worrying that she's gonna hit anything on the ceiling or lights or anything else that's coming down so it's perfect it's been awesome to just have an indoor running space to complement their outside play (laughs) absolutely that's amazing um so i love your ideas this is so great i am going to definitely link the your book and your references and the things that you've done in the show notes so that um friends that are listening can just be inspired and not take it as, hey, you must do this, but take it as, hey, here's something to help your brain relax about the things that you're trying to think of to do tomorrow and next week because we're going to be in this for a little while yet. And I think that the more we can kind of just talk and be open and honest about things that we're struggling with or things that we're feeling really great about, all in one and the same, um, that it kind of just, for me at least, feels like it helps, helps feel like I know that I'm not alone and there's support and there's people there and I don't have to think that I have to have this all figured out yesterday when yeah. this is all new for everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. Love it. Well, thank you so much for the chat. You are just such an amazing woman and I wish that we lived closer so that we could see each other more often, but social has been lovely in being able to stay uh, in touch and seeing what's going on in each other's lives. And so I will tag your um, your Instagram and your blog in the show notes so that people can follow along all of the wild adventures that you that you have in your very creative days. And thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure hanging out with you. So it was a lot of fun. This show would not be possible without you, my incredible listeners. It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe to Celebrating Simple Life on Apple Podcasts or download and listen on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you choose to listen. If you really want to make my day, leave a review. These reviews, ratings, and sharing screenshots of podcast episodes that were engaging for you on your Instagram stories and tagging friends that you think should hear the episode too really helps the podcast grow. It makes me so happy that I often select reviews to read on the show. And if yours is chosen, you will receive a special gift from me. 
Thank you for being a part of my mission to connect stories of business and life. Cheers to celebrating Simple Life.